the bigger the relationship, the more fun you have with your team. And at South Carolina, at Dallas Wings, I feel like it wasn't so much of my teammates. It was more of my sisters. It was a sisterhood. That was our circle and nothing could break our bond. This is Sweat the Details, a collaboration with Under Armour and iHeartRadio. A podcast made for women by women that puts our training journeys, goals, and mindset at the center. I'm Tamara Pridgett. And I'm Adrienne Herbert. Every episode, we'll hear from athletes, trainers, and experts who will give us insights into how our bodies and minds work together in training and competition. In today's episode, we are joining forces to talk about team mentality. To teach us all about what it means to be a team player, Tamara and I will be speaking to Ty Harris. Ty is a guard for the WNBA's Dallas Wings, as well as an Under Armour athlete. We're going to hear about her thoughts on team mentality. Adrian, I'm really excited to talk about this because I grew up playing sports. I started playing soccer at seven. I've been on a billion different teams. I ran track in college. So I'm really excited about today's conversation. Tamara, that's so awesome to hear. And honestly, I'm almost afraid to tell you my truth about teams when I was younger, because now, you know, of course, as an adult, I work well in a team, I think, and I really recognize the benefit, but I'll be really honest. Oh, please don't judge me. But when I was young, (laughs) I was so competitive. I just wanted to win so badly that I think I was probably awful to everyone in the team because I was like, you need to be here. You need to work harder. You need to do this. I'm going to be there. I wanted to be in every position. I wanted to be the entire team because I just wanted us to win. And now I look back and think, honestly, I I hang my head in shame because it must have been, like I said, like no one wants to be on a team with that girl, you know? You were the teammate, you were the coach, you were everything. The cheerleader. Right, exactly. (laughs) Right. But now I know better. No, I understand that though. And, you know, obviously I was never on one of your teams, but I I do think there there are times and places where like someone has to do that. And, you know, your teammates might hate you a little bit. In the moment, but then when you guys are performing as you want to perform, it's like, okay, we needed that little like oomph. We need that little push, you know? (laughs) Well, thank you for saying that. I think it was more than a little push. But anyway, let's dive in a little bit into the science of team mentality. I wonder what the researchers are exploring when it comes to teams. Yeah. So the Journal of American College Health found that team sports may have the capacity to reduce depression and poor sleep quality. And during their 12-week quasi-experimental study, they found that team sports showed a significant difference in reduction of depression compared to an aerobic dance group. Hmm. Okay, so it's not just about the kind of exercise you're doing, but it's actually the fact that you're part of a team that is helping Mm -hmm. to, I guess, have that positive impact. I can kind of understand that, I suppose, because as you mentioned, you know, feeling that you are supported and that you have to be accountable and show up to someone else to support them. I think that social aspect of team sports and I think that kind of tribal team mentality is potentially innate within us. Yeah, I really found this study to be interesting because I definitely can understand the reduced depression. The poor sleep quality actually surprised me. But then again, I do know depression and sleep quality are associated. So I'm here for it. Put me on a team. Sign me up. Yeah. And on the sleep thing, I once interviewed Dr. Marta Saraska, and she talks a lot about humans relationship with one another and community and the effects of isolation actually she said that 
being in isolation as humans is the most detrimental thing for human health above diet, exercise and sleep. So I think, uh, yeah, it's probably connected to that. I'm super excited about this conversation. I can't wait to hear what Ty has to say about being on a team. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to join this interview. So Tamara, please make sure you get those questions in from me too. As your teammate, I got you. I asked your questions, so no worries. Let's do it. Hi, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Sweat the Details. We are super excited to have you on. I would love to know how you got started playing basketball. Yeah, this is what my parents like to say, how it started. My dad played basketball when he was younger. Nothing so serious. It was more just for fun. And he used to have tournaments with his buddies and my mom used to take me and she said I would just cry. I was crying, crying, crying. And as soon as like the game started and it was tip off, I stopped crying and I was watching my dad run back and forth. And it was just like so amusing to me, my mom said. And so I think when I actually got to an age where I could actually dribble and pick up a basketball and play is when I kind of just fell in love with it. And I was like, I was the main person. Like whenever my dad got home, I, I had all my gear on, I had my knee pads, my wristbands my headband, my sweatband. And I was like, dad, no. ready to go to the park. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go work out. Let's go train. And that's where it really started. And then like, I was so young, there wasn't really a girls league. So I had to play in a YMCA league with boys. You're also not the first athlete that I have heard with a similar story of like playing so young and there only being like a boys team available. Mm -hmm. It wasn't bad, but like, I just remember we had to play with color wristbands and you had to guard your wristband color. So if I had a yellow wristband, I had to guard the other yellow wristband person and mm -hmm. you could not mix it up. So like it, sometimes I'll just be all over the place. So I would guard green, blue, red. And like they had to <laughs> stop the game because it was like, no, 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 you can't guard red. You have to guard yellow. And that was the funny part because I was like, why? I just want to steal the ball and shoot the ball. That's too cute. I can just like see that in my head. And you're like, this is actually how to play the game. Right. So why am I getting in trouble? <laughs> That's too cute. Did you always see yourself becoming a professional player? Was that the dream from the jump or did you kind of grow into that? Um, for me, I think I just kind of grown into it. Uh, I picked up a basketball at four is when I actually started being on a team and being competitive. I don't think it was until like middle school going into my high school year when I was getting recruited is when I thought like I can make this a profession and go pro with it. Um, so you are a point guard for the Dallas Wings and I am just really curious what that transition from collegiate basketball to the WNBA has been like for you, especially because of the COVID pandemic and how that impacted both seasons, like your rookie year, but also your senior year of college? Yeah. So um, I will start off by saying like, when I was going to get drafted, like when the draft day was coming up, I was really nervous about the transition only because it's obviously a big step and it's the highest level of basketball you could play. But I found comfort in the fact that there's always going to be a transition in the next level from middle school to high school, high school to college and college to the pros. And that's speed and physicality of the game. But I just know, like, just from past history of just going from different levels that once you get that down pack and play more and more games, the more comfortable you are. And those mm -hmm. things just go away easily. But for, like, the transition of just, like, going into the league and going into the bubble or the wobble mm -hmm. for women's WNBA bubble, mm -hmm. uh, it was pretty easy for me because it felt like I was just back at college. I mean, we were locked down in Bradenton, Florida. 
it just felt like I was back at college. So once again, it was like, oh, I go to practice, I go to the games, and I'm back in my apartment. And I, I stayed at a mm-hmm. hotel, so, like, that's literally how it felt. I know for the other girls, like, the vets, like, they're used to traveling. They used to have freedom. They used to all that. But, like, I came from a coach that was very, well, I wouldn't say she was strict, but she was kind of strict in her rules. So, like, I'm used to strict schedules. It wasn't too bad for me. Everybody was like, oh, how you feel about the bubble and being in the bubble and not being able to go out? I'm just like, I'm fine. Like, I'm used to this. Like, this is no change for me. Yeah. So I'm actually really excited for this year where we can actually travel and I get to actually experience the WNBA life. Mm-hmm. Um, you brought up your collegiate coach, and I feel like Don Staley is just one of the best women athletes ever, one of the best female coaches that yes. exist. Um She's going to go down in history. Artie is going down in history. And from what I've seen, what I've read about her, you know, leadership is really high up there from mm-hmm. her. And that's part of what this conversation is about today. And I'm sure you learned so much from your yeah. time with her. But what are some of the biggest takeaways you've learned from her? Yeah. Um, Don is actually the most important or the main reason why I went to South Carolina, just because she's a very highly decorated woman, coach, uh, player, all the above and everything that she's done, I want to do and accomplish. I mean, there's so much I learned for her in four years. I think my biggest takeaway is as a point guard, because she was a point guard when she played, is just knowing mentally how to get to your teammates and players. I think that's the big mm-hmm. key for point guards and leaders. She would like to say that, yes, you can be nice, but at some point you also have to be a little feisty. They can't like you all the time on the court. Yeah. But I think if you have that trust and a relationship with your teammates, you can get feisty on the court. You can have a little attitude with them and demand stuff out of them because they know in the greater good that it's coming from your heart. Mm-hmm. When we get off the court, we can get back to hanging out and laughing about anything. Like It's going to stay on the court if you just have that deeper relationship with your teammates. And I think that's the biggest thing for me now as well, going to the pros, is just me being young, yes, and there might be girls who are 10 years older than me, But I still have to demand that presence and try to build a relationship off the court so we can have a better relationship on the court and we can work together in the long run. Absolutely. So speaking of building relationships, which I think are extremely important in sport, but also just in general, how do you build a relationship off the court with your teammates, which then translates to the chemistry on the court? I'm a big vibe person and I just feed off of vibes and how people think and act. Mm-hmm. So I think the best way to accomplish this is just going off a of court, like you said, and going away from basketball and just having a one-on-one conversation, just trying to be vulnerable with each other. The more vulnerable you are, the more respect you can have for somebody and the more you can open up and have trust with that person. And um, I think it just builds there. Absolutely. So on your website, you have your motto, finish your breakfast. Yep. Can you just explain that more for the people? Like, where did that come from? So I have a group of people that um, I work out with. It's Kaylin Gilbert from Notre Dame, Kyle Guy, he's in the NBA right now, and Jaime Henson. And this was my main workout group since, like, junior high school. This is another thing about COVID. This brought us all together. This was a time where we were all supposed to be scattered in different places because we're at a point of our life where— we're out and about and doing our own thing and not in Indiana. We're just, we can just easily go to the gym. We started running miles, four to five miles every other day. And it started at 5.30 a.m. 
Yeah. So in Indiana, the weather <laughs> at 530 a.m. was probably like 20 degrees or less. So we started working out and that's where the breakfast club come from because we're working out early, earlier in the morning. Mm hmm. And um, we just decided to do, like, finish your breakfast as in a type of, like, rise and grind thing. But anything you do or start, just make sure you finish it. So, like, we started saying that when we was working out in basketball, if we do, like, a nice move and we missed a layup or missed a shot, we'd be like, yo, finish your breakfast. Like, what are you doing? Finish that <laughs> Finish that breakfast that's in front of you right now. Or, like, if we're running the hills and stuff like that and somebody is starting to slack off a little bit, we just be like, we're reminding you, finish your breakfast. You know what you got to do. You started it. Make sure you finish it. And that's how we hold each other accountable, really. I really like that. Um, it's also like a nicer way than just straight up being like, what are you right. doing? Sometimes right. you do need someone just to really be like, uh-uh, what is happening? Right. I like it. Yeah. So my co-host Adrian is normally here with me, but she wasn't able to make this interview, but she had some questions for you. So she recorded them in advance. So we are going to play them back for you, Ty, so that you can answer those as well. Sounds good. Hi, Ty. It's Adrienne here. I'm sorry I couldn't join today, but I wanted to ask you a question, which is over the last few years working as a team, how have your teammates made you a better athlete? Yeah, uh, there are so many different ways. I think as a freshman, the biggest way was just instilling confidence into me that gave me more confidence to be my best and perform better onto the court. And whenever I was going through like a hard, hard time, I knew I had them. And if I didn't have my family, I had them. So if there was anything I needed to talk about or wanted to discuss and get off my mind, I can just hit them up in a group chat and they were knock on my door within seconds. We were talking about, you know, building relationships on and off the court. How do mm -hmm. you just have that synergy with your teammates? Um, I think it just goes back to relationships. I mean, the bigger the relationship, the more fun you have with your team. And at South Carolina, at, at Dallas Wings, I feel like it wasn't so much of my teammates. It was more of my sisters. It was a sisterhood. Mm -hmm. We, like, mm -hmm. that was our circle and nothing could break our circle or our bond. Nothing outside. So I think that's just where the synergy comes from because once you have that relationship, that authentic relationship, everything else does not matter that's outside. Like, we're not worried about distraction. We're not worried about the other people. We're not worried about the society. We're focused on us. We have each other's backs. That's where it comes from, really. And I think accountability is the biggest thing because, I mean, you don't want a yes person in your corner. Not all the time. I think you want somebody that's real. For me, that's my biggest thing. I want somebody authentic and real. There's nothing better than that. And for me, I think that's the biggest thing, the accountability, real, somebody that's going to tell me the truth, even though it might hurt me at that time, because I know in the long run, it's going to help me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel the same. Like, I, I don't ever want anyone, whether I'm like playing a sport yeah. or just in life, like I don't want, I don't want anyone that's just like always like, mm -hmm, yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, like, right. Don't fake it with me. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Like, tell if I'm doing truth. something wrong, tell me. Yep, check me. Put me in place. If I look a hot mess, tell me. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> there's so many things to love about playing sports and being on a team. What do you love the most about team sports? I like the competition within it, the sisterhood, the having each other's backs. I think all of that is great. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're working out by yourself, what's better, working out by yourself or working out with a friend or a group of people? Like, it just brings more energy into it. It gives you another reason of why you want to succeed at what you're doing. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Like, I feel like there's something about a team sport that, like, 
it makes you want to be on yeah. extra, yeah. right? Like you, you want to win. You're you're intrinsically motivated naturally. I would like yeah. to think, but when you you're like, okay, these other people are depending on me to show up and mm-hmm. do what I'm supposed to do and give it my all. Like I don't know. It, it, there's that extra push. Like yeah. it's a slight. It's pressure, but pressure in a good way that like makes you perform at your best, even if you don't care about it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, at least for me, I'm looking at all these other people that want this and like Mm -hmm. you can't help but to want it, if not for yourself, for them. Yeah. And I just feel like just having a group of people, if everybody's on that level of just high standards and just up there, it's kind of hard to have a bad day because it's like you're looking around. Everybody has this high spirit. Everybody's energy is up. Mm. It brings you up. Yeah. That leads me to this bigger conversation of the WNBA really championing for racial justice, Mm -hmm. social justice, Black Lives Matter, not just in 2020, not just in 2021, but for quite some time. And I think that often gets overshadowed by other leagues. And Mm -hmm. I would just love to know what that experience was like for you and just like the support that you received from your teammates as well. Yeah, um, I think the WNBA does a great job with having our backs on what we want to do. And that goes a long way just because, I mean, they are the organization that we are playing for. So, like, if they have our back, Mm -hmm. then, I mean, we could do really whatever we want because we know that they're going to have our back regardless. Yeah. Um, I think this wobble was great for us because we had a chance to use our platform and use our voices to actually stand out as a whole instead of having like people in different cities and then we're trying to do all this. I think the biggest thing that came out of it is when like there was like four teams who were supposed to play one day and they decided not to play. And it started off with just Washington not wanting to play. And then like once their other team that they was going to play mm-hmm. came on the court, they're like, well, we're going to bring this to you. How do you guys feel about this? And we all kind of just got into a group of where we're like, yeah, we, we stand with you guys. Like we're going to do this. We're not going to we're going to sit out. And protest about this. And um, I mean, it wouldn't have worked if one team did it and the other team was like, no, 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 we want to play. Like, we got to play type thing. So it was good that we had each other's back and Lee had our back. And I mean, it just it was a really great time just to use our voice and our platform. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like in this day and age, in this world, you cannot separate like all of these things that are happening, you know? Yeah. One thing I often think about is just like, you know, things I wish I would have known when I was younger Mm -hmm. as an athlete specifically. And I'm assuming that at some point you've probably thought about those things. Mm -hmm. And I would love to know, like, if you could go back to your collegiate years, your AAU years, what would you tell yourself or your teammates about being a great athlete, being a great leader, being a great teammate? Yeah. So as an athlete, I would definitely tell myself, stop eating McDonald's before a game. <laughs> really worry about your diet, <laughs> for sure, because it catches <laughs> up to you, really. But uh, definitely as an athlete, make sure you have the right food and fuel to fill your body when your workout comes, just to have the peak performance you want in your workout or the game, and just make sure there's no injuries, because everything ties up to your diet and how you train mm-hmm. and recovery, and get more sleep. Definitely get more sleep. Mm. that's what I would say as an athlete as a teammate I probably would tell myself don't be scared of your moment Mm. get out your comfort zone and whatever you put your mind to it believe in it really 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 believe in it and um, sooner or later subconsciously your thoughts and actions will align to whatever you believe and your goals 
and it will just follow suit after that. And really love it. Like, don't do not do it just because of outside pressure or anybody putting pressure on you. Because sooner or later, it could become a chore. But if you love it, it won't ever be like, oh, we got to do this all over again. Because it, it, it does get repetitive. Yeah. And like I said, when COVID happened, I didn't know that I was going to miss being in the weight room. Like, we did weights mm. every day when we was in college. And I'm like, dang, weights again? Like, we just did it yesterday. <laughs> or, like, we're running again? Like, why? And it wasn't until, like, you couldn't go to weights or when I couldn't see, see my teammates or I couldn't run. That's when I started missing the most. So just love it and embrace it because the journey goes by super fast. Mm. Yeah, those four years, you are beyond right. Like, they <laughs> literally fly. You're like, what? Like It's because it's so repetitive. Like, it's just the same thing every year. So it's like, yeah. it just goes by so fast. We are going to take a short break, but don't go too far away because we are going to be right back. Hey everybody, welcome back to Sweat the Details. I feel like we've we've had a lot of good laughs and so I want to keep the laughs coming. Um, so I would love to play a game with you called Creature of Habit, which is basically going to be like rapid fire format. So are you ready? Yep. Okay. We'll start off with an easy one. What is your go-to pregame pump up song, hype song? <sighs> that wasn't so easy because I have more than one song. I actually have a playlist, but the majority... Ooh. Artist on that playlist is Little Baby. Anything Little Baby will pump me up for sure. On the way to the game, I listen to chill music to calm my nerves so I don't get too nervous and too pumped up. What's the name of your workout playlist? 52. It's the hands emojis, five and two. That's my number. Okay. Basic. That makes sense. No, it's actually clever, creative. I'm going to copy that. What's your favorite thing to eat before a workout, before a competition? Favorite thing to eat? Well, I'm not a big breakfast person. But if I have time, I like my bowl of scrambled eggs, sausage, and potatoes. What's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Typical teenager, look at my phone. <laughs> should look at my phone. Uh, do you have a signature move? Um, Yeah, in and out. In and out, either cross or in and out, and I'm blowing by. So when you guys are on the road, what are some of your must-haves? We must have a speaker somewhere because we're always... Dancing and laughing, joking. Um, a place that has a great steakhouse. Coach Daily loves steak. So, like, whenever we go on a road or anything like that, we always had to eat somewhere that had some type of steak or that was just really, really good. So that's a must-have, really. Favorite player ever? <sighs> Allen Iverson. Why? Just the way he moves. The moves he makes, his demeanor. Oh, no, 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 no. Scratch that. Michael Jordan. What? <laughs> Greatest of all time. What am I doing? What am I saying? Michael, the, the way he, just his dog mentality, the way he approached stuff, the way he made up stuff just to make him more motivated for the game, the way he worked out is insane. That's crazy. Yeah, I watched The Last Dance. I watched that documentary. And you think, you know, you always want to think like, I I did it. I worked as hard as I could. I did it right? the best I could. And then I saw that. I was like, no. Nah, that's a you different need to level. The surface. <laughs> exactly. 
Thank you so much for your time, Ty. I learned a lot. I feel like everyone listening is going to have like some new skill sets about being a leader, about being a teammate in their bag. Come back whenever you want because I feel like we could talk about everything sports all day. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It was fun. That was absolutely fantastic. I loved that conversation with Ty Harris. So Tamara, I'm curious, what resonated the most with you from that conversation with Ty? So she was saying, you have to know how to mentally get to your teammates. And it's just, you know, demanding a presence and building relationships, but also allowing yourself to be vulnerable when you are building those relationships, because it brings you down to this like human real level. And I feel like that's what people want, especially right now. Mm. Yeah, because everybody does, right? That's the thing. When we talk about vulnerability and Mm -hmm. people sharing the truth, it's because we all have the ebbs and flows. Yeah, I just, I think vulnerability is so admirable. You know, I think the people that I admire and respect the most are very vulnerable. And that was such a big takeaway. I'm like, yes. Yeah. And you mentioned before, you know, that you loved being part of teams and that you've been part of teams and team sport your whole life. And now I know that, you know, your heptathlete is more solo. So what do you, what are you missing Mm -hmm. being in a team? What are you missing the most? Uh, I think where I am right now, I really prefer to work out solo. Uh, But I'm curious because I know you said you've danced in the past and that is a team in my opinion. I don't know if you did it individually or not, but do you prefer working out as a team or do you like to do it solo? Mm, That's so interesting because honestly, the dance world, wow, that is, there's no team there. For any of the listeners (laughs) who don't know, I was a professional dancer when I was 17, 18, 19, 20, and I was in the West End. And when you go to auditions, even if you live with the person, and if you've trained with them for 10 years, when you go to an audition, they don't know you. Oh my God. But now I'd, now I'd say being part of like a running community, I think is so much more inclusive. So even though a lot of my training is done on my own, I do love to run with friends and just, you know, the race environment, you know, turning up to a race. And to be honest, there might be 10,000 or 40,000 runners, but you all feel like everyone's cheering you on. Yeah. They're so supportive and everyone's like having fun and, you know, even just experiencing like the marathon. Wow. I don't think I ever want to do it, but like there was a part of me, just the energy. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I want to do this. I'm like, girl, no, you don't. (laughs) But the energy is very real. um, So I can definitely understand why you enjoy run clubs and running community. It is just a vibe. Yeah, you go for the vibe more than the actual running. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) let's let's check in with our goal check-in as we are now teammates, as we've established today. So how is it going since last week? How's your your HEP training going? It's very new for me. I haven't competed in quite some time and then I had surgery. And so it's just a lot to adapt to. And so I'm at this point where I am actually able to train in the way that I want to. So I'm really grateful for that. But it's just a lot. My body is like half the time freaking out. Like, what are you having me do? But otherwise, I feel good. But what about you? How is training for the half marathon going? Yeah, for me, it's kind of just ticking along, to be honest. You know, I've done the sessions I was supposed to do, but I'll be really, really honest, okay? My nutrition and my sleep this week has not been on point because I had a couple of glasses of wine and it was like, you know, I also want to live my life as well as get this PB. So as always, there's sacrifices to be made. So 
if I was a little bit more, you know, disciplined, I wouldn't probably have the wine. I probably would have slept better. I probably would have trained harder, but I'm just going to be real with you and tell you that's the truth this week. Yeah. I mean, I think it's all about balance. Like I think you can enjoy both wine and hit the marks. You just have to find what that balance looks like. Yeah, for sure. And actually I still did the run, you know, it wasn't the optimum 100% perfection in terms of training and recovery and sleep and and everything, Mm -hmm. but I laced up, I got out and I still hit the miles. So I'm like, you know, we're out here, we're doing it. (laughs) Got it. So as you prepare for the next week of training, what can I do to support you? What can our listeners do to support you? Hmm, You know what I'd really love is just when you're doing your sessions, when you're doing your workouts, when you're, you know, I love to see it. I love it. So just whether it's tagging me, whether it's just sending me a message saying, you know what, I'm getting my session done today. That always motivates me. How about you? What can we do to support you, Tamara, this week? A really great way that would support me and just kind of help me keep my motivation up is I would love it if everyone could share their favorite sports moments with me. And I'm asking because there is nothing like watching sports moments where people are just like achieving their goals. So whether it's like they won a major competition, they just broke some record. As soon as I see it, I'm like, let me go get my shoes. Let me go do it. It just like really fires me up and kind of just makes me feel that much more passionate about my own personal goals. So I would love for people to share their favorite sports moments with me on social because I'm just going to like compile all of them and just watch them whenever I I feel that I need that extra oomph to get going. Yes, that is such a great goal to have. And as we mentioned last week, we would love for you to reach out, share your goals with us, cheer us on, and we will do the same for you as well. Let's keep us all accountable and also see our progress too. So you can reach out to me, my Twitter and my Instagram is at Adrienne underscore LDN, Adrienne London. And if you haven't already found me on social, my Instagram is at Tams Going Ham, and I'm on Twitter every now and then at Tamara Pridget. That's it for this week's episode. Until next time, stay motivated and stay focused. And don't forget to sweat the details. Bye. See ya. If you liked what you heard on the show, subscribe for free or follow the show on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review. Sweat the Details is a collaboration with Under Armour and iHeartRadio. Our show is hosted by me, Tamara Pridgett. And me, Adrienne Herbert. Our executive producers are Jess Schreibstein, Giselle Lewis-Archibald, and Molly Socha. Our supervising producer is Maya Cole. Our producers are Ellen Kaplan and Kellyanne Toll. Our assistant producers are Natalia Tamayo and Bella Walco. And our sound editor and engineer is Sarah Gibble-Lasker. Keep up with the latest news in women's fitness by following Under Armour Women on Instagram at Under Armour Women.